0: Good morning, everybody. This is the Milton Friedman Society's Bocconi Students Association newsroom podcast. Here with me is Anton, ready to comment the news from this week. Hello, everyone. So uh, first of all, uh, first thing first, we have to announce that we are not going to be here with you for Christmas. We are going to take a little break of a couple of weeks But we're not going to leave you alone because we are already planning a special episode in which Anton and I will be discussing the most interesting books that we've read during this year, and hopefully they will be interesting to all of you. So that being said, let's get going with our proper podcast. So Anton, this week a lot of names from Biden's cabinet have been uh, revealed. What do you think about? Those names.
1: I mean, um, it's 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 interesting to see everything uh, coming together. I mean, there were even before Biden's election, while there was uh, while the two while Trump and Biden were still campaigning, he already announced a couple of people he wanted to include. Um, but but I think like now with nearly every position uh, having a nominee um, and, and and probably. And this 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 remains to be seen uh, if they're going to be confirmed. Uh, the, uh, the you can get a very good grasp of how Biden wants to 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 make policies in in his four years in the in the office. Um, and and actually there are four positions that I want to highlight because I think they are the ones that have raised the most attention or controversy. Um, starting with Anthony Blinken, who who has been very much targeted by a lot of. Right-wing um, or more liberal outlets um, saying that he he was not a very good uh, um, was not doing a very good job under the the Obama administration actually um, was being wrong on on many key policy issues. Um, then uh, Janet Yellen as the uh, secretary of the treasury um, and also here minds are very split about whether her job as a Fed chair was was good or bad. Um, and, and also there there's this interesting debate about the balance between Wall Street and Main Street. Then uh, thirdly, there's Lloyd Austin, uh, who who's been the nominee of Secretary of Defense. And the discuss, discussion with him has been that actually the U.S. law um, says that the this this um, this post has to be filled with a civilian. Um, and and actually Lloyd Austin also only laid down his his uh, his uh, his position in the military in 2016, so he has not. Went through the let's say recovery period um, until he's allowed to hold that office. So th- this has sparked some controversy. Um, yet this rule has also brought with it some exceptions. For example, um, Trump managed to get an exception for his nominee. Um, and then lastly, John Kerry as the U.S. Pres- U.S. Special Presidential envy for Climate, which is in many uh, on on interesting in many aspects because first of all john Kerry is has been praised for bringing or representing this very um serious fact driven um, uh, moderate and then on the other side the, the this establishment of an of a position that is strictly focused on climate and uh, and, and the environmental issues that that are coming up is is also a, a big policy statement I don't know what do you think about these
0: well for sure one thing that we have to realize is that it's a way more progressive cabinet than uh, Mr. Obama's was, of course. And, well, I think this was uh, kind of a forced move because of the huge uh, progresses uh, that have been made by progressives, I'm sorry for the pun right there, uh, in the Democratic Party. But, and also, it is for sure a cabinet that points a lot on diversity. We have seen an openly gay, a member of cabinet being appointed, a native being appointed to the job, uh, many women, and well, of course, the vice president is a woman of color. So we are seeing a lot of diversity, but one thing that I'm uh, really glad about is that all of these people, uh, other than being diverse, are also, with a couple of exceptions, generally thought to be very competent for their roles. So I'm glad that uh, even if I do not necessarily agree with all of them, at least they are competent people, even if uh, they are chosen well, evidently because of their diverse origin. But that's, in my opinion, is not uh, impacting that much the quality of people in Biden's administration. I totally agree with you that uh, this shows Biden's clear path forward especially in the uh, climate issues. And, well, what Biden's cabinet will be able to do will probably, well, will surely depend on the Senate election, which we will talk uh, about in a second. So stay tuned with us. Uh, But, yes, so we'll we'll see that uh, in a moment. First, however, I wanted to talk with you about another issue that emerged during the week, That is the Pornhub issue. So for those of you who are listening and are not aware of the fact, uh, Pornhub has been, uh, Pornhub of course is a a porn site, uh, I think the leading porn site in the world, a Canadian website. And it has been under fire uh, from the web because Pornhub famously um, publishes a lot of videos uh, without necessarily the consent of the people portrayed in them. And sometimes it has been uh, found actually uh, publishing videos with minors or uh, revenge porn videos and also deep fakes. So the online community has raged against Pornhub for these issues. And after one important thing happened, that is after MasterCard and Visa uh, withdrew withdrew their support to, to Pornhub, they had to take all of these videos away. And now, as of what I understand, people have to be certified in order to post online. So they are not able uh, to uh, post anymore if they are not certified people. And actually, uh, I re- I've read that it was a huge majority of videos that were taken down because of that. So I was not aware of the size of videos that were inappropriate content, and that really surprised me. But what also surprised me was the effectiveness of this online campaign. Uh, so what do you think about that, Anton, and especially about the role of Visa and MasterCard in this uh, in this change?
1: I mean, I think this is one of the prime examples where uh, or, or people should, should try to, to, to use when it comes to problems that are neglected by the state and then end up being solved by the private sector. Because... Um, regulation of the porn industry is, is very, um, very, very loose. I mean, most, uh, especially conservatives, um, just deny that there is something like that and, and, and ignore it in, in the hope that they don't have a, a challenge on the, on these topics. But but the reality is, I think, I don't know if this is still accurate, but around one third of all internet continent is porn. And therefore you have a huge lens or huge space that needs to be regulated because Ultimately, if you don't do it, it it will erode and and as we have seen like with the with the impressive figures of this campaign um th- there was the need for regulation and and, and a little bit more um uh, uh, safeguarding in 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 terms of both consumers and uh, and and actually people who were uh, displayed um, i mean it's it's on the other hand, it also shows that the incredible power that that payment services uh, have reached so in the world, especially with COVID, where where you have to uh, rely a lot of on 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 online shopping and and uh, and uh, or, or companies like Amazon, the 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 power of payment companies has often been neglected. I mean, if you not not in the finance industry, but if you would go out and and ask uh, the general public what they think if what Visa and Mastercard are actually doing as a business model or if they have any power, they would just probably think they are brand carriers for their cards, but not really. Um, realize w- what what power they have in the in the in the market.
0: Yes, you are absolutely right, and we can also uh, think as a as an instance to what happened with Facebook's plan for Libra when uh, companies started to uh, get out uh, from the project, and it inevitably failed. So yes, there is, I think, a concern with the huge power of payment companies, but also we have to realize that uh they are increasing and probably i think the main problem with um, payment companies is that too many platform can actually exclude comp- uh, competition from payment methods i just think for example to amazon not accepting paypal as a uh as a payment method because paypal of course is owned by ebay so one of Amazon's competitors. And I think that is uh, potentially a concern, but we we will probably have time to talk about it in another issue, especially if something else comes up with respect to this. Now, uh, let's uh, talk for a sec about very happy news, not that Pornhub uh, news weren't uh, happy seeing the progress that has been made in that field, but even bigger progress, in my opinion, has been made uh, with respect to the vaccine. And you should, Anton, be particularly happy uh, with the news because we have two actually uh, German natives, is if I understand correctly, whose name I'm not even trying to pronounce because I'm sure I will offend you, uh, that have been prized for BioNTech's f- efforts toward the vaccine. Exactly. So um, this year, or this
1: week, news broke that the FT is going to nominate and let me give it a good try. Oslem Tureci and Doctor Ugor Shahin um, as as FT's uh, People of the Year. And this has been, um, I think, since the 19 since 1970, every year FT has awarded the most impactful person of the year, where, where who they uh, identify as the one who who's, who's made the biggest changes to um not only in that year but also going forward and and this this also explains why why especially this this German couple has wanted because as founders of Biontech they helped a lot in developing the uh the, the COVID-19 vaccine actually the first COVID-19 vaccine that was uh, approved by regulators in in the Western world um but but they also got it for their incredible research and and work on on messenger RNA in general because um, really, the, the the COVID vaccine also. I think the um, two of the other. I think the Moderna uh, vaccine is also based on mes- messenger RNA. Um, are, are the first vaccines that that use this technology, and um, actually, the uh, BioNTech has been a big player with with messenger RNA, and they are working on many do- different projects on on solving problems, health problems that are not only COVID related but but go into other fields and. Uh, I think their previous project mainly include uh, several flus, but um, yeah, it is. Or this was the way FT argued for for their nomination, as they praised their the not only their their um their
0: advantages with the COVID vaccine,
1: but their general scientific contribution.
0: Yes, and I would like to add to that. That it is, in my opinion, very positive to see that uh, some people in medicine. Are actually being rewarded because at the beginning of the pandemic we had tons of fuss about how uh, the health personnel is important to our society. Um, I remember doctors being treated as heroes as they should but then uh, everything uh, sort of kind of went back to normal for a while then we were back to the pandemic and I think it seems as though everybody forgot about them so it's very Very cheerful to see that some of these amazing people who are helping uh, with respect to the pandemic are actually being rewarded for that. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, uh, Anton. um,
1: One thing I also want to mention in this context is also the the financial side, because it is at the beginning when first, or when BioNTech first uh, attracted attention, because before there this this big uh, development of the vaccine together with pizza they were a little bit overlooked or basically there was no big news about them or information um if you were not particularly interested in that specific niche of the industry but during that process uh biontech received several very big uh, capital endowments so first there was uh, an investment by the chinese megaphone for zoom which are um, basically uh, not government led but but very close to the government and invest in a lot of those uh, those let's say growth sectors where they see uh, possibilities for expansions as well as a two hundred fifty million dollar grant by uh, Temasek which is a Singaporean government investment vehicle so I think the the um, the uh, uh, governments going into the private sector, especially in science, and trying to 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 make their influences there is, is also a very interesting uh, uh, feature that can be observed. I mean, uh, also as a, a rival of of biotech, uh, which I don't remember the name correctly, where Trump was trying to to convince them to to shift uh, their 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 um their operations to the U.S. for their vaccine development. Was later then challenged by, uh, by investment by the German state. So, this this fight to, to be the first and have the best access by, by governments is, is really showing the egoistic nature um, that is still very present, even though we all praise that, that COVID is something that we should solve together.
0: Yes, that is absolutely true. And we should keep an eye on, on this issue. But uh, for the time, I wanted to uh, go back to the US for a sec for our last. Uh, for the last piece of news that we're going to cover and that is uh, uh, the Senate runoff elections in Georgia, in of course the US Georgia, not the European one. Uh, Well, I am very uh, interested with these. Of course, um, the Senate elections are going to be held on January the 5th and we are going to talk about them now because we are not going to have our next two episodes. So uh, you'll, you'll have to uh, to go back to this episode if you want to hear more about these when the the actual elections come. But why is it so interesting? Well, first of all, because Georgia is not usually a tipping point state. It's usually a Republican state, not much of a battleground state anyway. And this year, not only it decided the election by being won by Joe Biden, uh, not, not alone, but it was probably the main headline of the election and now it's going to be deciding control of the senate by in another extraordinary situation electing both of its senators in one runoff election. So we are seeing actually two elections for both seats in one David Perdue is going to challenge John Ossoff so David Perdue is the republican and John Ossoff is the democrat and in the other election, Kelly Loeffler is going to challenge Warnock, respectively Republican and Democrat. So what is interesting about this election is that I think Republicans are doing anything that they can to actually lose. And I'm going to explain that uh, in a second. But first, Anton, what do you think about this election? I mean, continuing on, on what
1: we already hinted about the, the, the incoming Biden administration, this is really a deciding factor, because I don't think it, it's a big, uh, big secret that the first, uh, let's say, couple of months at least of, of Biden's uh, uh, policymaking is going to be the, the big reversal. So um, reversing all the stuff that, that happened under the Trump administration that is not in line with his, his current program, as well as uh, making advancements in sectors that have been laid off by Trump during his uh, four years in the office. So if the uh democrats were to control the 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 senate then this would be a, a, a massive uh, boost in, into that direction i mean and i think if it actually happens we're going to see a very um swift policy making mode i mean um it's it's still um i wouldn't rule out that that there are some uh, that there are some republican senators who have shifted with their opinions from time to time especially mitt romney who has been very um let's say, uh, friendly to some of the ideas of Democrats in, in, in previous, uh, for previous laws. But, uh, but I, I mean, if uh, the Democrats actually end up winning those two seats, uh, we, we will see a very different um, administration than if, we, if, if the Republicans end up controlling the Senate.
0: Yes, definitely. And that is why uh, those two elections are too important. By the way, uh, Democrats should win both the elections to, in order to control the Senate. And the thing is that Americans are well of, well aware of these. In the U.S., um, probably not as much now as in the past, but there is a culture of check and balances, meaning that people uh, oftentimes vote against their candidate because they don't want to give too much power to just one party. So in this case, uh, the Democrats already control the House. Of course, they elected the president, which means that we could expect votes going more towards the Republican side for uh, this election, especially considering that Georgia is, as I was saying before, usually considered a Republican state, so Republicans are stronger there. Why, then, am I saying that Republicans are doing all that they can to lose this election? Well, first of all, their candidates are under a couple of scandals, especially uh, because of the pandemic, because both of the Republicans uh, senators Uh, Well, well, one of them is not actually a a senator uh, because it was a special election, but except for these, um, both underestimated the gravity of COVID and yet both of them um, are by these scandals kind of revealed to actually have known in advance about the gravity of the pandemic. So, well, of course, this does not depend on them, the the fact that those scandals are emerging th- now, but they are surely damaging them. But other than these, uh, there is a big piece of dis- uh, disruption being made, in my opinion, by Donald Trump himself, because he is waging war against those states that didn't um, Make him win, although well, he lost the election. So you know, the state that actually did what they had to do, and of course, one of these states is Georgia. So there's that, and then there's the fact that uh, Trump has openly blamed mail ballots, which means that probably Republicans, well, first of all, they are not going to trust mail ballots. So we can expect just like the uh, the presidential election. Huge numbers of Democrats in mail ballots, and second of all, they are not going to trust the election at all because a lot of Republicans are actually generally convinced, and there are polls telling us that that Trump is the legitimate president and that the last election wasn't actually a valid election. And so, if they think that, why the hell would they show up to a, a, an election in order to stop uh, Biden? when they don't recognize Biden as president. So I think this is a very, very uh, harmful strategy on the Republican side. And I think these two runoff elections would be theirs to lose. And it seems as though they are, well, they're really doing anything that they can to actually lose. Personally, I would prefer uh, the Republicans to keep at least one of the seat. I dislike both uh, Republicans candidates, to be honest. But I think there should be a Senate check on uh, Biden's power. So what do you think about this, Anton? What do you hope for these elections?
1: I mean, uh, I, I definitely agree with you that, that both Republican candidates on a personal level are highly dislikable. Um, but on the other hand, I, I see the advantages of a Republican-controlled Senate. Um, but but something inside me is also saying there has been a lot of, of of movement in the wrong direction by the Trump administration. And if we now have maybe four years of very swift policymaking by, by Biden, um, I would be interesting as someone who is not involved, to see what actually happens. Because I don't think that the claims by the Republicans that, that, that the Democrats are too progressive and that they're going to kill the economy are completely unfounded. But, but nevertheless, I also see that there might be some advantage, advantages to it because in general, if you have a, a more partisan uh, uh, government, um, what ends up uh, w- 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 a uniform, like uh, with, with, with both the the House uh, and the Senate being controlled by Republicans, um, you are able to do faster policymaking and react faster to certain circumstances. So for example, also looking at the uh, current problems with the stimulus talks, this is very rigorous and, and, and uh, uh, needs a lot of resources and effort, and if you would have uh, an alignment in all uh, in all those institutions, um, you might have seen a faster faster uh, reaction. But in general, if for for normal times, it probably
0: would be best if if Republicans end up winning those two seats. Yeah, so we'll 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 see how that plays out. Of course, you listeners will find us commenting on what actually will have happened after the election so we'll uh, check with you then and there for now so I remind you we are going to uh, have a special issue of this podcast uh, next week and then we are going to uh, wait till the end of the after the holidays by the way Merry Christmas Merry holidays or Whatever you will be happy for, I hope you will be able to spend time with your family online or in person. And I generally hope you all, you Anton as well, to have a good time.
1: Thank you and uh, Merry Christmas to everyone.